welcome back to Arts About. This is a show about art, Sally. It's a work of art in itself, and good morning. Good morning, and welcome back, John. It's lovely to have you back in here. It just rolls off my tongue, 11 a.m. every Sunday, regardless of whether I'm in here or not. (laughs) Does it really? Did you happen to hear Mark say it last week? Oh, thankfully, no. Well, he had a go. It was quite nice to hear it come out of a different, with oh, a different sure. accent, you know, yeah. just for a change. But anyway. Where is Mark? Mark is currently collecting his, uh, another one of his offspring from France that are arriving at the airport today. Oh, okay. And you're listening to Arts About, which is brought to you by the generosity of the McClellan Sculpture Park and Gallery. And you're here with artist in residence and cultural sounding board John Baird and me, Sally Bailey, to discuss the ins and outs of what's on our minds this week. As I said, Mike's away collecting one of his offspring, and uh, it's just John, you and I, uh, mm. running the show today. Do you return with stories of sailing and red well, dots? Well, there's plenty of that. I'm not sure how much I want to talk about that, but mm-hmm. um, that was certainly going on. Uh, but I also got around and had a look at a fair bit of art. Did you see some of the triennial exhibitions? I looked at some of that, but I also looked at what's normally there in Sydney... Yes, okay. Which is, some of it, just absolutely engaging. Yeah, of course. And I I was, whilst in Sydney, I thought to myself, you know, you often hear people saying, oh, Melbourne and Sydney, you know, they're the same. And I was just thinking, oh, have they been here? Exactly. Who says (laughs) Melbourne and Sydney are the same? They're not the same. Sydney's a knockout. Yeah, well, it is, but so is Melbourne too. Yeah, for different different, completely different reasons. Exactly, I agree. Um, Well, today we're going to be talking with um, uh, the amazing Sally Scales, and that is about actually something that happened probably while you were there, or perhaps on your way down back to Victoria. um, John, Uh, Sally is a Wunderkin from the APY lands in Northern South Australia, and she's going to fill us in on a new gallery um, that the APY lands collective have just opened in Darlinghurst, showcasing their emerging young artists and um, uh, it's going to augment the galleries that exist already that are uh, you know for the more established artists so it's not a instead of it's a it's an as well as and she's going to talk to us I I pre-recorded an interview with her last week because she has a connection down here on the peninsula and she was here for Easter. I've never considered indigenous artists as emerging I've never thought about that I just thought they appeared fully formed. Yeah, well, then there you are. That's exactly... Well, it's very interesting. We talk quite a bit about the engine that's going on in the APY lands because, of course, art really is their most major income industry there. And so, of course, they've got all these young emerging artists, something like 400 of them. Anyway, we'll talk to her a little bit later. Um, But first up, we're going to have a few members from the cast of Beauty and the Beast into our studio three this morning to record a song from their production that's going on at the Frankston Art Centre between the 13th and the 22nd of this month. And then we're going to have them in here to have a little chat. There's three of them. Hmm. Mm. I've got a feeling you're already in here, Sally. Okay, well, then you go on to spell the myth, (laughs) (laughs) the mystery of the program. Yes, they are in here, and I'll introduce them to you in a moment. But before I do that, uh, let's listen to a track. It's one of my favourites. It's, um, uh, I always say that, don't I? Mm. Yeah. Anyway, this is Anthony and the Johnsons with Deeper Than Love. The wonderful Anthony from Anthony and the Johnsons, well, these days I think known as Anohi. As I mentioned a little bit um, earlier, we have in the studio this morning Liz Catford, Maddie Corbell and Emma Townsend who are all starring in the Panorama production of Beauty and the Beast that's on at the Frankston Arts Centre opening uh, next week on the 13th of April. 
It's presented by Panorama, who are a local theatre company who have been creating shows in the area for nearly 40 years, and as well as providing theatrical entertainment of, over all of that time. And in, in fact, I think I remember going to see one of their shows when I was a youngster in Mornington. Um, the company also encourages young artists to become actors and theatre makers, and we've seen them move on to professional productions from there. Last year, the company produced Zoosicle, and this year, it's Beauty and the Beast. And to tell us more, here are the three of the cast members, Liz, Maddie, and Emma. Welcome to Arts About. Hi, Sally. Hey. Hello. <laughs> it's great, great to have you in here. Now, I was extremely lucky to hear, we've, we have pre-recorded a piece that uh, um, predominantly Maddie has signed because Maddie, I think, stars as Belle in Beauty and the Beast, don't you? Yeah, very lucky too. And they all have the most extraordinary voices, so that's been wonderful to hear that. Um, Liz, can you tell us a little bit about this production, how it's come together? Who, is, it, is, it a, is it the Disney production? Is it a rewrite? What is, what is it's it? It's the Disney production, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's produced um, locally here. We've got all of our local um, production team, um, and uh, they're fantastic. So we have our director, who is uh, Lockie McFarlane, and we have our musical director, Malcolm Malcolm. Huddle. <laughs> Huddle. Of course, it's Malcolm Huddle. Yes. And we have um, a choreographer as well, and that's Amy Brown. And she, they're all very local, and they've grown up in the area and probably grown up doing panorama shows. Um, and so it's really nice that they're now back in the driver's seat and directing this show. So mm. fantastic. Well, listening to the uh, the song that I've just heard you three sing, um, I'm just staggered at the at the level of it. It's really, really, really incredibly beautiful I will not be surprised to be seeing all of you on a big stage sometime soon and it's if it's indicative of the production levels of this event then I think it's going to be amazing um how long is it how long have you been rehearsing this or, or well first off let me go back when did you decide or when did the company decide that Beauty and the Beast was going to be the next production it's probably been in the pipelines for um probably six, 12 months, you, by the time you get your rights approved and all that kind of thing, they need to know well in advance. So, um, yeah, we're all very excited. I know that it's a show that the company's been wanting to do for a long time. So because of the uh, range in the cast from young up to some more senior members like myself. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, it's um, I have to admit, you do sound a lot more senior in the in the voiceover on the, on the song that we're listening to. She's actually quite a young woman, everybody. When you listen to it, it sounds like a... She sounds Thank like you, it. Sally. So, let's go. Who who do you play in the production? So, I am playing Mrs. Potts, who is a senior, uh, more senior lady. (laughs) Yes, Uh, she's the housekeeper, and um, she is in the castle. Was one of the enchanted objects as well. And uh, Maddie, who do you play? I play Belle, um, star of the show, best Disney princess ever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and she's just a a really bookish, um, kind young lady who has a great love for her her father um, and kind of wants something more than the provincial town she's kind of settled into so yeah she's a bit of a dreamer I think and Emma who do you play um I play a character called oh, her official name is Madame de la Grande Bouche which means uh loud mouth essentially um, <laughs> and she is the wardrobe and she's just a really operatic character larger than life um yeah and I'd say she's almost a little bit older than myself as well so yeah uh, so, um, how long have you all been involved in Panorama? Is this your first production with Panorama, Maddie? 
Um, no, well, normally I'm actually in the orchestra pit because the last couple of um, shows I've I've done with Pano have been MDing and conducting. Um, so I'm usually in the orchestra pit. So it's a bit bizarre to be back on stage. What do you play? You conduct, you said. Yeah, yeah, oh, so conducting. Yeah, well, so. my goodness me, that you've got a voice that shines. That's oh, a, no. she's very talented. <laughs> oh, she must very, be. Yes, very. Stop. <laughs> and Liz, have you been with uh, Panorama? Um, I've been with Panorama for about five years now. So um, I've done started with their first show. My first show with them was Footloose mm-hmm. way back when, and um, gone on to do Wizard of Oz and um, Annie and uh, ah. this one as well. So, so t- can you tell me a little bit about the company? You've been with them for a long time, and they obviously are invested in young artists. Young really local invested artists. in giving young people a really authentic theatre experience. So from the amazing costuming to the fantastic sets, we've been out set building this week (laughs) and the team are amazing. They've just been working, seems like 24 hours a day building this incredible set for our show. Um, The young performers get to perform with a 20-piece orchestra, which are phenomenal, in a magnificent theatre, which is fully operational with fly towers and projection. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful experience. And like you've said in your introduction, a lot of them have gone on to do professional theatre, and that's a really privileged position for us all to be Mm, involved in. Quite. Emma, is this your first production with uh, Panorama? Um, I think this is my third with Pano. Um, I started out, I think it was 2013, I want to say, with um, Annie. I was in Annie with Liz. um, And then from there I did Grease with Pano, and I was one of the pink ladies. Um, Yeah, and then I also help a lot backstage with a lot of shows and do crew so I helped out for Susical the last Mm. show and yeah wonderful and so what schools you've obviously come from local schools here Mm, yeah Yeah. Maddie and I actually went to the same school we did yeah we we both went to Peninsula Grammar yes um that has a pretty serious music department yeah it's fantastic yeah Mm. um because I moved for the last couple of years just doing VCE there um and it was the most surreal place for studying music and um, drama and MT. So absolutely, it's really yeah. fabulous there. So yeah, we're very, very lucky. lucky. <laughs> um, absolutely. Like you're all quite young. Are there, is the entire cast young? Uh, no. Liz is I, I'm actually not Liz quite, is young. quite young. <laughs> <laughs> she is quite young. So it's, she the cast is all ages? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I probably am the most senior um, cast member. But um, we go, I think our youngest is about seven, our youngest cast member, seven or eight. Um, and they're incredible little dancers and characters. Oh, the little E's oh, are so talented. They're so they? fantastic. <laughs> yeah. They're amazing. Are they? Yeah. Um, so, so they're singing. So it's a Disney production. So it's the songs that we will recognise from the Disney film. Yep. Yep. Okay. And there's, um, so you're, you're a week out from rehearsals. Where are you all feeling comfortable in your roles? Very excited. About to hit the theatre and, um, yeah, put it all out there which will be fantastic what are the um when are you performing because because there's young people it's obviously not going to be in school hours and probably not during the week is it all of our shows are on fridays saturdays or sundays which works really well with school aged children yes um however it's it's an all age show well that's what i was going to ask do you think it is just is it just for school age kids no 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 i think it's a fantastic show The, the talent is incredible and it would match anything that you would see in the city so if you like musical theater it's got drama it's got action it's got fantastic effects it's it's got mm. dancing and singing of course because it's musical theater but i think that there is something in this, this show it's a well-written show it's incredibly orchestrated as well the mm. 
music is sounding phenomenal. We've had a few orchestra rehearsals now and they just are amazing. You get swept away in the music. So it's it's going to be beautiful. So it's on on the big stage, obviously, in the Frankston Arts Centre. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and the 13th to the 22nd, I think, encompasses those two weekends. I'm sure if you go to the Frankston Arts Centre website, you're going to find details about that. Um, are we allowed to know what's... Is, is, do we know what's coming up in for next year's Panorama event? Yes, we are we allowed to yes. say it? Um, we're doing Rock of Ages next. Oh. Yeah, so it's going to be good fun and quite different to this show, which will be nice mm. um, to get some different people involved and all sorts. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, it's very exciting to hear that there's such a healthy industry, theatre industry for young people down here on the Mornington Peninsula and in Frankston. It's Definitely. really wonderful. And uh, this sounds like an incredible event. And as I said, that um, if you, you're going to have a listen, we're going to play in a minute a song that Maddie's going to introduce. Um, you will just see what a remarkable standard it is. And if you have, if you're listening to us and, and you have young people, well, maybe this is a great opportunity to bring them along and introduce them to musical theatre. Thank you so very much. That's Maddie Corbell, Liz Catford and Emma Townsend for coming in and talking to us today and for singing to us today. Maddie, what are we going to hear in a minute? Um, This is a song called Home um, and it's a song that Belle sings when she's just got locked up by the beast in the castle after trying to find her father. So um, she's actually said goodbye to her father so is feeling a little bit heartbroken at the moment and she's just kind of questioning where she is and whether she can actually make a home out of this new place. And then after this song, there'll be um, a song called Home Reprise that is sung by the lovely Liz and Emma. Um, and they're basically just trying to almost make friends with Belle and assure her that she'll be fine and that they're there for her, which is really lovely to hear. So. Have a listen, everyone. This is uh, really fabulous. I'm talking today with powerhouse Sally Scales. Sally is Deputy Chair of the APY Lands Executive Board and she travels the country wearing many hats. You might have seen her read the Uluru Statement on the Q&A just recently um, on the ABC last year. And she also has a family connection to Portsea, which brings her here occasionally. As well as a new, young and female member of the APY Lands Executive, Sally runs a company with her sister Inna, specialising in cultural awareness training, interpreting and translation services. And she also works for the APY Art Centre Collective, which is what I wanted to talk to her about today while she's here on the Mornington Peninsula, spending a few days relaxing over the Easter break. If you don't already know it, the APY lands are in the far northwest of South Australia, and while they may be remote, the art being made there is increasingly at the centre of the Australian art scene. The APY Collective of just last week opened their own gallery in Darlinghurst to promote their emerging artists. And Sally was there at the centre, of course, introducing and translating for many of the artists to the press. Good morning, Sally. Welcome to Arts About. Thanks for talking to us today. Morning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's pretty exciting to hear about the the APY Lands artists taking things into their own hands and opening up a gallery to uh, present their emerging artists. I think if you're an Indigenous artist, it you know, it can take a long time to break into the scene or be well known or, you know, some of the, it, it, it just takes a while. And this is really giving us our emerging artists, whether they come into art later in life, having done, you know, raising babies or they've done different sort of mediums or all that sort of stuff. So it gives them a leg to go, well, we're here and, you know, we, we're proud of our art and mm. it's their space. And it's, you know, especially with the relationship we're having with that National Art School as well, you know, that's that's going to be a great sort of leg up and, a, you know, 
avenue for our artists. Well, tell me a little bit about that. What is the relationship with the National Art School? So the National Art School, so our gallery is in Burton Street in Darlinghurst and it's, a, you know, just up down the road from the art school. And with that, our um, artists can go when they've got shows in Sydney, they can also go and learn photography or they can go and do a semester doing, you know, uh, one of... For example, one of our young men, Cameron Young, he was installed the whole show for our opening. So mm-hmm. he learned how to do that. So that's those different elements of the arts world. You know, our young ones can, our emerging artists can go and learn about it. And, you know, the photography stuff, you know, AP Wildlands is striking in all its colours, you know, the landscape and all the things that we have there. So looking at different mediums of how to present that is something that some artists mm. might want to do. Because, yeah. of course, it's a extremely important. In fact, it probably is the most important industry of the APY Islands. I mean, it's the, it's the <clears throat> currency, isn't it? It's currency and it's it's an importance of to be... It's sort of funny. It's To be an artist on the APY Islands, it's held with such regard. You know, we've, you know, from the late Hector Burton, who was one of our pioneers, you know, he came into arts late in life. I think he was 60 when he started painting. But he won the Red Ochre Award twice and all that sort of stuff. Whereas in society, being an artist is sort of like, oh, so you're an artist. When are you, what's your real job? When are you going to grow up? Whereas being an artist in remote communities or in indigenous scenes as well, it's like, no, it's important. It's a way of preserving language it's way of preserving culture it's it's the it's the only economy that you have that's not government Mm, that's really important you know considering that everything else is tied into government funds or i mean i think the school you can you know work as a um school teacher sort of assistant school teacher but this is the only one that's people earn it themselves so mm. yeah i read somewhere that there's there's up to 400 emerging young artists coming out of the apy lands and and you've all and there are seven art centers there yeah yep yeah, seven art centers 400 emerging artists and it's what what the collective is is that we've got seven artists art centers we then have maraku which is the um carving which comes out of that sort of looks after all the wooden carvings and stuff and they're based in Uluru Mm -hmm. and we also have Jumpy Desert Reavers so they do the woven sculptures and baskets I mean I think it was well I think it might be almost 20 years now they did the Jumpy Toyota so woven Toyota which won the oh yes yes, yes. the Telstra art award so the collective is actually looking at that so it's the seven art centers as well as Maraku as well as Jumpy so you the range I would even say you've got more than probably you know 400 plus emerging artists that this space is really going to be grateful Mm. well it's pretty amazing because I I I know that actually in 2017 um the APY lands earned something like it was 25 nominations for the Telstra National Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander Art Awards which is pretty incredible and we won four out of the six prizes in there that's right Yes. And then, of course, um, Betty Pomani, she took out the win prize. And there were also two artists from the APY lands that were in the um, Archibald. Yeah, and yeah. that was phenomenal. So you had Jankara Ken, she's um, she's part of the Ken sisters. So the year before, so in 2016, her and her sisters won the win prize with a beautiful um, 
you know, Seven Sisters sort of story, and it was a, striking. So they won mm. the win. Junkara was then in the Archibald, so that's she's just an amazing powerhouse as well. Um, I think also if you t- looked into all the finalists for the win, I think it was like ABY, it was every second. <laughs> I think we were maybe about, I think there was like 13 or 14 of our Incredible. artists as finalists. Um, you so also had Vincent Namajira, the great-grandson of Albert, who was in the Archibalds as well. So, I mean, and I think we're, we're hot contenders this year as well. Um, I wouldn't be at all surprised. <laughs> and of course, these artists don't just come from nowhere. Um, it's like all artists will recognise that there actually needs to be a series of, of things in place to uh, encourage and facilitate um, mm. younger emerging artists to actually reach these incredible heights, which is why the gallery in Sydney is so exciting, really, in a way, because it's a forum for these young people who are clearly, there's innumerable Mm. numbers of them out there doing stuff. Yeah, I mean, we're really, uh, we've got great supporters in uh, the galleries that we work with, you know, that they're the ones that our, you know, well-known artists are at and all that sort of stuff are you know, their particular galleries that look after them. And so there is representation there. Whereas this emerging gallery is just for our emerging artists who are trying to get that foot in and it's for everyone to see. And, you know, it's great art, but it's also at quite often when you're an emerging artist, you have to under price yourself mm-hmm. so people will, will buy it or yeah people will buy it because their name's not well known all mm. that sort of stuff and it's like well no they're a great artist pay them what they're worth you know it's not going to be as you know compared to like you know vincent or something like that but they're going to be paid properly mm. and and that's what's great is actually going well you need to pay be paid as an artist not as a you know Oh, we don't really know your name, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like putting them in a space and it's going. Also, yeah, it's curated. It's you know, curated. Too. It's, it's curated, and it's giving them providence, presumably by by being coming through that funnel of an AP, of a, a, a gallery that's run by the mm. APY Collective. And the great thing about the the gallery is, um, it is the I'm sure it's the only gallery in Sydney that is Aboriginal owned, fully. Mm. So. And that's, you know, that's a collective and that's what the drive was. And it's, it wasn't pushed by non-Indigenous staff. This was pushed by our senior artists wanting, you know, and the directors wanting a space for the young ones, wanting a space for the emerging artists, you know. About five years ago, there was a pop-up um, APY gallery on the rocks. We saw how successful that can be, you know, but it's really getting all that, and you know, through friends and partnerships that we've made in New South Wales and in Sydney in particular, we've sort of gone, we can do this, and we've yeah. made it happen. So how happy, because I mean, it's Darlinghurst, it's not a, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not just a little pop-up somewhere, this is a significant <laughs> gallery in a significant location. Yeah, um, I really, I think we have to um, thank a few people, so we've got um, Amanda Maple Brown, Claire Ashworth Hepschel, you know, Jeffrey Witters, the Minister for Arts, you know, they've been great friends and, you know, that, you know, the biggest link has also been Ben Quilty and just his fabulous relationship with the lands and him coming out and, you know, and that's the thing, it's it's not really too hard to 
get great partnerships when you're doing the right thing or when people can see what it's about and it's not about you know our managers and our you know arts center managers are fabulous and now you know the manager for the collective is fantastic Sagai Amira but it's really about the directors and of all art centers and all our elders going we want this this mm. is what we're doing so yes we've got this mouthpiece or sometimes it's me being the mouthpiece for them going you know it's not driven by non you know indigenous folk it's actually driven by these elders going we want this and you know and as you say, like APY artists, it's like something's in the water out there. But <laughs> something's in the water out there. <laughs> I mean, we're constantly, you know, Alec Baker's, you know, just won an, an, another art prize. You had Mr. Munkery, who was won a, um, the inaugural, I think it was the, the inaugural Hadley Prize in Tasmania. So that was a that wasn't an Indigenous focused prize, but he won it. Mm. You know, and it's sort of I think last year the prize winner prize awards alone was substantial from APY artists so it's just I think it's really about not what's in the water it's about this connection to country yeah you know it's not it's not about you know oh I'll just do something for the sake of doing it you know Mr Mulcree last week when we were in Sydney said you know not one not one painting that we have yeah. is um is trivial it's all it's all real it's all culture it's all a part of us you know it's all yeah so mm-hmm. i think that's what's really the prize it's the fact that everyone's painting themselves really and that's really why you, you sort of made sense with junkara being in the archibald is you know she was painting her in all of her glory which is her country I, I think it also goes a long way to attesting to what the sort of the power that art can have in mm. a community as well, mm. really, to, you know, the gap that you've got a whole community who has identified this this facility to actually uh, create money, commerce, um, and, and, uh, and sort of generate life, really, hasn't it? General you? life, and it's also the, it's opportunities as well. You know, we're, you know, we're limited in APY lands. We're so far remote and we're closed off and we do like that. (laughs) (laughs) But with this gallery space for our emerging artists, when they go there, they've got other opportunities now that there's other things that we can partake in. And I think that's what's brilliant as well. It's sort of like the doors are jarring a little bit more Mm. for, you know, other young ones in APY. Now, I also heard you mention... um, you know, clearly the Sydney one's been a huge success. It's wonderful. Um, are you looking further afield? Yeah, I think... Or closer to home? <laughs> closer to home is probably where we're going to go next. I think we've just um, get trying to work through getting an um, art centre in Adelaide. So, unfortunately, a lot of um, our community members have to go to either Alice Springs or Adelaide for whether it's renal or heart conditions or other circumstances so we want to build a space for them in Adelaide as an mm-hmm. art centre and I think if we have a gallery there as well I think that would be pretty great. I think that would be pretty great too. <laughs> I mean yeah I think it's you know Adelaide's amazing when you've got March Madness is where you know we could totally tap into. You've also got October with Tatanti Festival mm-hmm. so yeah. 
Well, I'm sure I'm sure we'll be hearing about that very soon. It's wonderful talking to you today. Thanks so much for having a chat with some arts about Sally Scales. Thank you. And now it's time for John Paul. Yes, it is. Straight into it. Yeah. I'm back from Sydney, Sally. I know you are. I'm so thrilled you are. We missed you, John. Well, I had a great time up there. And uh, the show, but let's just get past my show first. Yes, Regatta. Which went very well. Mm -hmm. And uh, the fact that it was called Regatta and that it dealt with a particular yachting regatta on Sydney Harbour meant that it uh, generated quite a lot of interest from um, sailing clubs around the harbour. And uh, they all paid plenty of attention to it. And uh, there was uh, plenty of them at the opening. The the show was opened by the Deputy Lord Mayor Mm -hmm. of Sydney, uh, Jess Miller, Mm -hmm. who's from the peninsula, Rodley. Really? Yeah. She grew up in Somerville. The Deputy Lord Mayor of Sydney is from Somerville. Yeah. And that is a surprise. Not only is that a surprise, but she's a young woman in her 20s who is an absolute firecracker. Wow. Mm. Gosh, that's great to hear. Mm. So she opened the show and we all had a good time together. Uh, but I met some people at the show, amongst them a woman called Nicole Shrimpton. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nicole uh, has spent considerable time and uh, money uh, restoring a boat that is also from Port Phillip, uh, built by a guy called Digby. Uh, I love that name. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's an eight-metre class racing yacht, 52 foot, I think, and beautifully restored. Um, It's got a sister boat on Port Phillip called the Francis. I think Will, your husband, Will, probably knows both these boats. Oh, yes. Her boat is called Defiance. And she took a sailing on it on the harbour, which was just absolutely terrific. Was it beautiful weather while you were there? Yeah, Mm. every day. Oh, yes, Which is why I got very little of what I planned to do get done. There was a fair bit of going to Bondi, Boy Charlton Swimming Pool, Central Coast Swimming... Just getting in the Sydney side of <laughs> feel, It's a very really. beachy place and mm. uh, massively beachy. And we went to uh, some beaches that I hadn't previously been aware of. Um, Queenscliff Beach, north of Manly, is a spectacular place. And they're all sort of suburban beaches with surf, which really interests me. Mm. Uh, but we also got onto a boat called the... We are invited onto a boat called the Savannah, uh, which is an American lobster boat on Sydney Harbour and uh, spent a fair bit of time up in Middle Harbour, right up the far reaches of Middle Harbour where it turns into forest and uh, west of Sydney Harbour Bridge in all the industrial um, coves and stuff up there. There's a ship that I'm interested in up there in one of the coves called the Don Hunter, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. And it's an old um, survey vessel and it's being restored at the moment. And uh, I'm sort of, I'm half considering involving myself in that. Really? I think that it's possible to make a set of paintings of the ship and then sort of turn that into an effort to raise some money for the restoration of the ship. Maybe they could provide me with a studio on the wharf or something in order to do it. You know. 
Mm, that sounds like a bit of heaven. Maybe it could be the, another temporary Art of P uh, hangout. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, ahoy, Art of P Ahoy. No, Art's about Ahoy. Yeah, so I'm going to have a crack at that and uh, stay tuned. We'll find out what happens there. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but I adore Sydney. Mm. While I was there, I went to the Art Gallery of New South Wales and was surprised to see uh, the big uh, sculpture, it's, which is called, sorry, uh, it's called English Channel. Mm. And uh, by a, guy, a New Zealand guy called Michael Parakawe, and uh, he's a half Maori, half kind of English guy, half New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an oversized figure sitting on a sculpture's, sculptor's table in a fairly pensive mood, but it's an image of Captain Cook. Normally Captain Cook, of course, would be standing there gazing off into the distance like a navigator. Yeah. Um, in this image, he's... A lot more pensive. He has his his lower half of his face supported by one of his hands, and he's sitting on a table. What's he made of? He's made of stainless steel, which is oh. highly polished. So, and the beauty of it, I think, is that the gallery have managed to not only acquire the sculpture but place it in a way that makes absolute sense because it is Captain Cook reflecting on what may have been the result of uh, his visit to this part of the world. Wow, literally as well. Very pensively. Uh, And in front of him is the massive plate glass window with the harbour spread in front of him, and the harbour's sort of reflected in all the shiny stainless steel. And it's it's like a perfect setup for me. I just Mm. It made absolute sense to me, Mm. and uh, I loved seeing that. What is it called? It's called English Channel... English Channel and your and the artist uh, Michael Parakahai. Michael Parakahai. Yeah, I'd love to have a look at that. And he, uh, in the past, has um, offered us things like remember the big blow-up rabbit that was around for a while. It yes. Was at the Melbourne Art Fair, and uh, well, yes. that, was, that was him. Ah. But oddly, the um, the gnome in Frankston. You know, which yes, is yes, yes, yes. Much is maligned. Much maligned. Uh, not made by Michael, but um, uh, Grigor Kilo, Kilo or something, I think his name is. Uh, but I think probably the same fabricators. Right, cause, so it's that kind of material, yeah, yes, of yeah, course. Yeah. Highly polished stainless steel. And uh, having read about um, the English Channel... Um, it seems that what they do is that they form it all in stainless steel, not cast, but uh, it's formed up in bits and yep. then welded together and then ground back and polished. Right. And is the um, is this sculpture? Is it? Uh, you said it's oversized, but is it lifelike? Is it? It's very lifelike. Yes. In fact, oddly, Captain Cook looks a little like Mark Stewart. <gasps> oh, really? Hmm. Really? Scared me a bit. (laughs) Mark, are you listening? (laughs) 
Oh, I'll have to go and have to have a look at that. See whether I can find a picture of it and post it up on the Facebook page. That would be good. Hmm. Well, wonderful. But I'm happy to be back, and I'm looking forward to getting back to work. And I'm happy to be back in here talking to you, Sally. Yeah, and well, it's really nice to have you back again too. Hmm. John. I'll look forward to seeing Mark when uh, he turns up. Yes, I suspect we'll see him next week. Good. Um, so in the meantime, mm. I think it could be uh, time for the news. Oh. Uh, we, we heard from the cast of Beauty and the Beast today, the uh, three extraordinary singers, um, and Beauty and the Beast goes on at the Frankston Arts Centre on the 13th of April for the, uh, through to the 22nd of April, and that's on just for the weekends, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, with that extraordinary cast. As is Creatures, which is an adaption of Dot the Kangaroo. That's going to be on at Frankston Arts Centre uh, at the end of the month. And I think we're going to be talking with the director, David Clark, about the incredible um, aeronautical choreography and high-tech projection work that's part of that show. Um, so I think we might have him on next week or perhaps even the week after. Noticed here, Sally, that uh, you have a um, perhaps... Um, a correspondent who uh, calls himself H, mm. who's offered us the latest score from the Wednesday pool night at the Grand Hotel. Yes. Al and Harry, four wins. John and Mark, although I wasn't even there, one win. Uh, and frankly, I, well, I, I, look, I, I doubt thinking, those results. Well, when he said, when you weren't even there... Mm. I thought, what, what on earth does that mean? Anyway, I think you're going to have to do a little bit better than that, H, to get the rile of John Baird up. 4-1. <laughs> I think you're dreaming. Never happened. <laughs> Registrations for Fringe open this week, so if you've got a show in you, get it out and go to their website for info. Okay. The Southern Peninsula Youth Advisory Group mm-hmm. have instigated an inaugural Victorian Youth Week which entails an art competition, an exhibition for young people on the Mornington Peninsula, and applications are open to young people aged 21 to 25 years who live on the peninsula and can be submitted in any of the following categories. What are they, Sally? They are painting, drawing, sculpture, graffiti art, dance and poetry. Excellent. Yep, and there's still time to submit your artwork. Applications close at the end of the day on Monday the 16th of April, so there isn't much time. But if you've got something uh, that might fit into those categories, why don't you contact them? I'll put a link on our Facebook page. There's prizes between $250 uh, as first prize down to 100 for third prize. So it's supported by the Victorian Government as part of Vic- uh, Victorian Youth Week. Um, as it should be. Yes, indeed, absolutely. Uh, also, Dreamhouse Theatre Company, um, uh, run by the fabulous Carol Petullo, are presenting their latest um, offering. It's called Masquerade. It's a play based on the book by Kit Williams. And that's going to be on at the Southern Peninsula Arts Centre on May the 4th. And I think we might be talking to Carol about that next week. But uh, we will, of course, put links on our pa- Facebook page. Uh, there's a second coming of the MAP, a celebration of the creativity going on in the Mornington Industrial Precinct, which we know a little bit about. This April the 28th, the precinct will come alive with performers, artists, music, food and a bus to navigate your way around. Yeah. Organisers Sharon Wems-Smith from Manyang Gallery will enlighten us further next week. 
Yes, yeah, she's. I've got an in, going to interview her, and so we'll have her on the program would, next week. She would, I imagine, be David Weems. She Smith's is. She's. Wife. She and David co-direct Manion yeah. Galleries. Okay. Yes, that's right. Um, Tongues of Fire, the music of Telemann, Bach, Rutter, Pulentz, and Frank is on at St John's uh, in Sorrento on April the fourteenth. You can get tickets from Jack and Andy's op shop or at the door, or I think you can go on to try booking for that as well. Um, Lou Hanks, the extraordinary lino cut artist that we talked about briefly. I don't think we didn't get him on last year or the year before, but he had an exhibition on at uh, um, Nicholas Thompson Gallery in um, Langridge Street in Collingwood. He has a new exhibition featuring a lot of puffin colonies that he saw on his visit to Iceland in okay. 2017. I've seen some images of them. They are beautiful. Yeah, I like a bit of lino yeah, cut. Yeah, they're really, really beautiful. I can't recommend his the work. The problem with lino cut, Sally. Yes, John is that there are lino cuts available these days that are made by putting a photograph into a computer and having a router cut the lino. I don't think he does that. No, I'm sure he doesn't. No. But, and in fact, these things are quite noticeably different to a lino cut made with a blade, where if it's made with a blade, you get that nice little exit scoop oh, in yes, all, the, yes. all, all the lines. That, that varies with each one. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, and the router doesn't do anything like that. Yeah, router schmouter. <laughs> Keep them away from line, pieces of lino, mm. I say. If you've just tuned in, you've missed Arts About. Uh, you can hear the repeat on Wednesdays at 12 or listen to the podcasts on the station website. Actually, there is a new address for those uh, podcasts, which I'm going to put up on our Facebook page, and it will give a little bit more information. I don't think they've been updating the... Facebook page, uh, the the website with our podcast because they've been loading them onto this new mechanism. Okay. Have a look on our Facebook page and I will give you the address for the new ones. I'll be and looking at that so I can listen to it myself. Yeah, whenever you like then and you can choose the shows and uh, it, I think it's a much better system. Anyway, um, tune in, have a go and have a look at our Facebook page. We've got lots of information on the things we've been talking about and I usually herald what is coming up um, and... Remember, everybody, we may not know everything about art. Well, we know what we like, and yeah, we do. I don't mind a game of pool. Mm, Look forward to seeing you, Mark, Wednesday maybe. We'll see if we can fix that score line up.